This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Myth. You've waited patiently all day. All week. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. Tyler from three, and she's been automatic tonight. To college. Just wait until March, bro. To the pros. Light some scented candles and eat our oranges. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Tuesday. Let's rock and roll. We've got a lot to cover today on the payoff. Lions. That moron down in Ann Arbor. The Wings. We'll get to it all. Uh, But first, I want to start by saying I can acknowledge the fact that sometimes I'm wrong. I'm a pretty loud guy. I get my opinion out there. But one thing I will always do is acknowledge when I'm wrong. And I was wrong about something earlier in the football season. I used to tell everyone around week six, I believe, Jared Goff needs an extension. My stance on this now? There's nothing Jared Goff could do short of winning a Super Bowl for me to believe the Lions should give him an extension. Why? How about this? 2023, Jared Goff, salary cap hit, $31 million. 2024, salary cap hit of $31.5 million. Anything beyond that would require an extension. Now, if you look at what Daniel Jones got, $45 million a year, You can bet your ass that Jared Goff is getting more than Daniel Jones. So let's just call it $50 million. That's what it takes. Each and every year, Jared Goff's on the books if you extend him. The Lions have a quarterback on their roster right now making less than a million dollars. 2024, $1.3 million. 2025, $1.5 million. 2026, 1.8. Hendon Hooker would have to be remotely serviceable for the Lions for this to be a no-brainer decision to not extend Goff and to let Hooker eventually take the reign at quarterback. Now, here's the thing. You can extend Goff and be good for as long as, long as you sign him. You can go above 500 every year, can have a good to great offense, compete for the division, Be in the playoffs every year. For a Lions fan, that sounds like a no-brainer. That sounds like a great decision to extend Goff. But guess what? As soon as you cough up a big fat check for JG16, guess what else becomes a lot harder? Re-signing all the stars you've drafted. You're about to have to start making some decisions on Amonra St. Brown. Panay Sewell, who might be the highest paid left tackle in the league pretty soon. Aiden Hutchinson, if you really want to call him a star. You got to start making decisions. It gets harder to trade for big contracts. Let's say the way the Niners traded for Christian McCaffrey. Signing big names in free agency. Fixing this defense because it's going to take signing a veteran, someone special, a big name splash to fix this mess of Aaron Glenn's defense. All that becomes a lot harder the second you cough up a check for Jared Goff. And again, this is a dice roll. Nothing is guaranteed. Hendon Hooker isn't guaranteed to be good. If you move on from Goff, success isn't guaranteed. Winning isn't guaranteed. 
The grass isn't always greener on the other side. But right now, the grass is already starting to fade yellow. The only way you can see how tall the grass can grow is if you change up the fertilizer. It's a dice roll. But if you roll anything above a five with your two dice, with Hendon Hooker, isn't it all worth it? For a $30 million discount, all you have to do is hope for Hendon Hooker to be a top 20 quarterback, and the money alone is worth it. And that doesn't even dive into the possibility that Hendon Hooker might actually be good. I mean, this is the guy who threw for 9,000 yards in college, 80 touchdowns, ran for 2,000 yards. Wouldn't that be a new element to the offense? This was a Heisman candidate, maybe the favorite to win the Heisman before he tore his ACL. And we can call him a third-round pick because that's how he's being paid. He was going to be a first-round pick before he tore his ACL. Eh, He's 25 years old. Who cares? doesn't matter. But let's forget about his upside for a second. Let's just say Hendon Hooker's average. Let's throw him as the 16th best quarterback in the NFL. And all it does is cost you $1 million? For an average quarterback, you'll take that every day. Joe Flacco, Gardner Minshew, Kenny Pickett, Baker Mayfield, Josh Dobbs. All those guys are below average, and what do they all have in common? They're in the playoffs right now if the season ended. For $1 million, that's all it would take. Do you know how much easier it would be to pay the guys you drafted to bring in stars in free agency, trade for stars at the deadline? The ability to construct a roster the way San Francisco has, all that becomes a lot easier when your quarterback's making less than $2 million. You think the Niners would be able to pay Debo, Trent Williams, uh, Fred Warner, Ayuk, all these guys, Christian McCaffrey, they wouldn't be able to pay Kittle. They wouldn't be able to play all of them if they weren't paying Brock Purdy pennies and dimes. And here's the other thing, John. Do you know how much of a luxury it is to sit for two years now in the NFL? It just doesn't happen very often. How many quarterbacks have gotten the luxury to sit behind a quality starter like Jared Goff for multiple seasons? Because I'm not calling for Hendon Hooker to take Jared Goff's job this week. All I'm saying is, I'm pumping the brakes on a Jared Goff extension. Now, he's still going to be the quarterback next year. And if you let Hendon Hooker sit behind him for two straight seasons, do you know how much of a luxury that is? Not many people get to do that. Everyone's in such a rush to find out whether or not this quarterback is the answer or he's not. But Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts, those were all guys that sat for multiple years. The Eagles and the Packers, well, those are two of the most well-run franchises in the NFL. And I think it's worked out pretty well for both of them to sit guys for multiple years. You can call the Hendon Hilker pick a waste of a draft pick, I call it insurance down the road. Floor is yours. No, it is. And just to start where you started with Goff, unless you're deferring money like the Otani deal, you're not giving this guy 45 to 50 million, which is the expected market for Goff. Again, not next season, but the season but beforehand. He's, he's but eligible for a contract extension correct. tomorrow if you really want to do it. If and that's going to be a discussion this summer. <laughs> but and I think you walk into next year saying, hey, what, what have you done for us besides win regular season games? Yeah, You can go win a playoff game if you want. I'm still not paying Jared Goff if I'm Brad Holmes. And, and Lions fans knew entering this season that they knew what they were getting from Goff in a way. Caveat that, okay, 
He's not what the modern NFL quarterback looks like. He's not what uh, is being drafted more and more. It's not what we saw in last night's games, to be honest with you. John, I think he's the most immobile quarterback in the NFL. (laughs) No, no, no. I'm not joking. No, I'm laughing because that's where I was going to go. I think he's the most immobile quarterback in the NFL. And and, and that's the concern because, again, the turnovers and just being a statue in the pocket – is a bad recipe. You were fine with Goff when, again, and I'll reiterate this statement because I think it's a good one. I made it on Monday, and I'm making it today. Earlier part of the season, he wasn't making you, he wasn't making the play that won the game, but he wasn't making the mistakes that helped you or, I guess, hurt you in losing it, right? And that's where you valued him. And honestly, you gave those quarterback rankings. I would put Goff in that middle tier, that 12 to 18 in terms of ranking, depending on what list you look at. And for the earlier part of the season, that was all well and good. But now the turnovers have piled up and the not and the ability to not make a big play when you needed it. Like, you can't fault him too much for certain plays in that Chicago game, but there was never a feeling from me, and I know you were in the building, there was never a feeling that he was going to make an extraordinary play. No, the one deep route he threw the whole time, the Jamison Williams should have been a connection. So he didn't make that play that was necessary. And you do have, you don't have an unknown. And I do think this is a very strong quarterback class, but they're still all unknowns until we actually see them in the NFL. Right. Mm -hmm. But you have hooker who has been learning under golf, learning how to be a good NFL quarterback, getting reps. That's a good guy to learn behind and and, and getting reps with backups. And the lions offense isn't, Oh, we're just using three receivers. And no, they use a lot of depth pieces, a lot of different looks. We were faulting them yesterday for maybe doing too much of that, giving Laporta rushes and what have you. But this is hooker. Who's learning around some great weapons. If Goff is not getting the job done and is losing you games, then it's not out of the realm of possibility and what will be a contract near year next year for Goff to have a bit of a quarterback battle. Now, the main thing and the main sticking post with this, and again, it is looking a little more into the future than just next week, this Saturday against Denver, but does one playoff win guarantee Goff an extension? Do I hope you reward not. that? I hope not because, because then that's you get what the Giants did. Exactly. And I don't want to be the Giants. And, and listen, I don't blame you. Where you got to rely on an Italian to just come out of nowhere, right? The but real MVP. Absolutely. You're welcome, Lions fans, because the Packers, uh, you know. But I, you want to make sure, and I think they know what they have in Hooker too, but – you don't want to extend Goff if you're not 100% sold on him, especially with the team you have. And I, I and I know, you know, poking holes in the defense, but this is just a lauded offense. There's weapons everywhere. And guess what? You're not going to be able to pay everyone and if you're not. Jared Goff's making $45, $50 million. Yeah. When in comparison, Hendon Hooker could make $1 million, be the 17th best quarterback in the NFL. That's a fair trade to me. Yeah, and, and you're willing you would be willing to extend Goff if you feel like, yeah, he makes If he the wins players. the Super Bowl, sure. No, and, and if he makes – no, of course. I mean, it's not even a discussion. I don't even, then, ca- then you I, sign. I don't even care what they – they could give yeah. him a, this, the be keys to life. Detroit. Yeah, you yes. can give him the keys to Detroit for all yes. I care if you but win the Super Bowl. Give him ownership in the team. The, the Lions are in a situation offensively where you want the Reppins to complement Goff, then, oh, Goff just needs one or two guys and we could spend money on the defense. It's like, no, this Lions offense works because they have two – all-star or pro bowl, whatever you want to call it, but two all pro caliber backs 
a great receiver, one of the best tight ends in the league, and then a lot of good speed pieces that you could use on the outside. Like, that's how this offense is built, and Goff just got to get him the ball, but he doesn't do it at an excellent level where you got to extend him. There's replacements out there. So it just it, it just it's a sticky wicket and obviously a conversation point because what do you get at? What do you find to make an immediate replacement if you want to get off Goff? Is it Hooker? Is it a free agent? And you don't want to find yourself in a win now situation it, drafting not, a no QB. Free agents. There's no free agents. Well, there you will can't be. just expect quarterbacks to walk good quarterbacks to walk into free agency. And there is can, every year though. Not really. Kirk Cousins is the best free agent this year, <laughs> and that's a sideways move. And you can go trade for a guy. That too. Sure. But then you're getting someone like Derek Carr. He got traded this offseason. Someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. He got traded this offseason. Correct. No one's trading away great quarterbacks. That, no. that just doesn't no. happen. The Justin Herbert pipe dream, not happening. Just He's not getting traded. You don't trade away franchise quarterbacks. No, I get it. But, you, you know, you reference Dobbs and maybe not the best time to reference him. But there, there's, there's pieces on NFL benches that you got to look at as well. Sure. Or you can, sure, go ahead and draft a first-round quarterback if you want. But I'd rather... Throw a guy out who's sat for a couple of years, has a couple yep. of years of experience. So in my opinion, there's nothing Jared Goff could do besides win a Super Bowl for me to want to extend him right now. 989-837-6125. Do you want to extend Jared Goff? If the season ended right now, would you give him a contract extension this summer or do you roll into next season saying, hey man, you're still in prove it mode. You're an expiring contract. You got one more year left. You got to go do more than us, uh, more for us than just win regular season games. And to be honest, I don't even care if he wins a playoff game. You're not getting an extension from me because I know I can throw out Hendon Hooker and save $45 million. Now, maybe Hendon Hooker sucks. Who knows? But I at least want to see it. I'm not paying Jared Goff $50 million to be the 15th, 14th, 13th best quarterback in the NFL. Sorry. 989-837-6125. We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line next. We've also got some Michigan news to get into. Not Jim Harbaugh, the other coach down in Ann Arbor. Along with the wings, we'll get to it all before the hour's up. You're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. More of the Great Lakes Bay region's only local sports show. Back to The Payoff. 989-837-6125. Do you want to give Jared Goff an extension anytime soon? Because I think that would just be an unnecessary move by the Lions. Now, I get it. You can go through the scenarios where if you don't pay Jared Goff, well, this thing could fall off a cliff. Maybe Hendon Hooker sucks, and all of a sudden you are in trouble. Whereas you sign Jared Goff, you know you'll be at least good for as long as you sign him. You give him three years, you'll be good for three years. But you might never, not ever get to see what the ceiling of this team is. And like I said, I don't think it's a joke when I say Jared Goff is the most immobile quarterback in the NFL. Like, you're laughing, John, but I watch <laughs> football every Sunday, Calling and I, I can't think of someone who's less mobile. Now, he does a lot of things well. He reads defense as well. He fits the ball into tight windows when it's warm outside or he's playing indoors. He reads defenses, makes quick decisions. He's really good at that stuff, which is why he's someone, I think, really great to learn behind if you're Hendon Hooker. But he doesn't bring anything else to the table. And it's hard to see what this team's ceiling is if you have someone like that as the quarterback. Now, this isn't a knock on Jared Goff. This isn't a, I want him out of town. It's a business decision. His contract's up in two years. I don't think he's worth a pay increase. I don't think he's worth a raise. When you look at teams like the Niners, who granted have 
much better constructed roster right now than the Lions. Their quarterback's making less than a million dollars, and that's the reason they've been able to pay everyone. Now, the Lions don't have enough stars on defense to you know, be in that conversation right now, but you can go target people in the offseason. It gives you way more flexibility to do things like that if your quarterback is making less than $2 million instead of 50 It's a $48 million discount. And all he has to do is be average. He's, in my opinion, one of the last in a dying breed. I mean, he's a great pocket passer. I think he, even though the last couple games have been rough, and that's why this conversation is really topical right now, if it was Lions losing and Goff not turning it over, it's it's not a story. But the problem is he's hurting your team right now. But what he doesn't offer to you and would have been nice in a game like Sundays against Chicago, the ability to extend plays. We're not asking for Goff to be Mr. Mobile, Mr. Lamar Jackson. We're not asking him to be fields. We're asking him to move a little bit to his right, a little bit to his left out of the pocket to buy himself a little more time with a Lions offensive line that, yes, I know every NFL team goes through injuries, but an offensive line that's been banged up for a good amount of time where it hasn't been every week of the same starters. You want a guy who has the ability to just extend the play a little. I I mean, a perfect example, and I just because I'm going to keep playing it up from last night, Tommy DeVito got sacked five times a game in the first two he played. And they told him, listen, you don't got time. You got to run for your life. He's not a running quarterback, but he's young and athletic. And he ran for over 70 yards last night because he realized that's the situation and the offense that he's in. Hey, DeVito. If the bo- <laughs> Thank you. DeVito. If the, bo- oh, if the pocket collapses on Goff. It's the play's over. It's over. There's, there, no, there's, there's no off no, the script. No. And even who did a good job of this, almost at a detriment sometimes, like you saw what Fields did a couple times. I think it was like a flip to Freeman where it lost like six yards and it was very stupid. But the pocket collapsed on him and he had like a shuffle a shuffle pass. Yeah, the play's like, not over. It just never is with him. And you need that come crunch time and in the postseason. And again, and we, we mentioned it a lot yesterday, so it's sort of gone under the radar on today's program. But guy don't play good in cold weather and he's in the NFC North. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get Minnesota, I get your home stadiums in a dome, and there's no outdoor games the rest of the regular season, postseason pending, of course. Yeah, but you're inevitably going to have to play someone outside. Yeah. And this is this year is almost uh, unless you lock up the number one seed, right? And this year's you're going an outdoors. This year's an oddity because Green Bay's not in there that conversation to host a playoff mm-hmm. game. I mean, the Eagles still are, but now they're a wild card. Yeah. And Jerry World's no, you indoors. Might, you, you might get lucky, and San Fran is, is California. Yeah, it's nice. And, and not where, to mention, he, where he's raised. Where's the Super Bowl this year? Vegas. No, another, another game inside. And to even bring up the Super Bowl right now, I think, is is out of pocket. And I, out I think, of pocket? I think that ship has Some sailed. Some golf can't do out of I, pocket. <laughs> you like that? Wow. <laughs> I think that ship has sailed, right? Uh-huh. We can all acknowledge the fact, yes, this Lions team is really good. But they're not great. They're not Super Bowl caliber. Kind of like Jared Goff is a really good starter. But he's not in that elite conversation. He never will be. We know exactly what he is. So why are we giving him a pay increase? I don't think it's worth extending him and giving him a new contract. When there's someone on the bench making $2 million. And you can say, well, it's a waste of a draft pick if we could have used it on someone who would help us on the defense right now. That's fine. 
if you want to, but the draft picks over. It happened. You have this guy on your roster. And the two examples of guys who have sat for multiple years, Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. It's worked out pretty well for both of them. Or you can rush your quarterback in. And I granted the Lions have a better starting structure for a rookie quarterback than most teams. But guess what? You're not picking at the top of the first round for the next few years. Hendon Hooker, you got in the third round on a discount. I mean, that guy was going to be a first-round pick regardless of if he was 25 years old. And you got him for in the third round, which means he's making almost nothing. He's making pennies on the dollar. No, yeah. You, you took, I would say, a low-end gamble on someone who wasn't going to make an immediate impact, but now you don't have yourself trapped for next year. And I know some people may be texting or wondering, oh, why Goff still has another year. There, more, there may be more pressing issues. You find yourself with the Lions if this season is a disappointment. It's, you know... Uh, one and done in the postseason, or you do find yourself blowing the division and losing the wild card round, where the quarterback position for the 2024 season is up for grabs. And you do have, because you made the draft pick, a luxury to have Hooker play and, and it be a real competition because he's been in the system for so long. Right. You don't have to bring in, you can, like we talked about, you can draft someone. Again, you can go out and see what the free agency market looks like, but you have the luxury because you did a good job in terms of drafting a quarterback, not in the first or second round, but in the third round. Right. And after you drafted Brian Branch, Jack Campbell, Sam Laporta, and Jameer Gibbs. And a lot of picks, so you were willing to do that with still making your team better immediately. And you have an option going into next year, which which is good. And believe me, the Lions would love for Goff to be, for this not even to be a conversation, but there was talk today even on the huge show before us from 3 to 6 about Goff's leadership skills. He's the only guy in this locker room that has a Super Bowl appearance under his ring. And correct me if I'm wrong, Ben, because I know you know the ins and outs of that roster. Uh, but I think you're right on I mean, that. I guess now Bruce Irvin, too. No, 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 C.J. Gardner-Johnson. And C.J. Gardner-Johnson, yeah. but yeah. And, and I, Bruce Irvin, but like... You're just, it's a young, you're just it's a young spreading team. misinformation. I'm John. sorry. You're it's, just it's, propaganda king over here. <laughs> but but it's a very it's it's a very young team. And again, you take oh Goff not being the the leader in the locker room if he's not losing you games. But he has ten turnovers in the last seven weeks, right? Yeah. I, that can, that doesn't yeah. cut it. It can't cut it in a win now scenario. And again, the default response to that is all right. But who are you getting better than Goff? You may have it in house. It might not matter. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. You might. And and guess what? You're never going to find out if you don't ever play him. It's only a waste of a draft pick if you never play him. Then it's a waste of a draft pick. You don't draft someone to just never put him on the field. That would be a waste of a draft pick. Now, having, having some security, having some insurance behind Jared Goff, that I don't think is a waste. I think they're one step ahead of everyone else. Uh, nine, eight, nine, eight, three, seven, six, one, two, five. We'll hit the Frick sports bar text line when we come back and then we'll get into a special Red Wings conversation before, you know, that clown in Ann Arbor has to get talked about. You're listening to the payoff fueled by forward energy. The payoff continues more from the great lakes Bay region's home for sports sports radio, 100.9, the Met. We'll hit the Frick Sports Bar text line, 989-837-6125. We're talking Jared Goff. I don't want to give him an extension anytime soon. Unless he wins a Super Bowl, I'm good. 
on giving him a pay raise. Uh, 989-837-6125. Contrarian chiming in here. I don't think this should even be a question. Why would you extend him now, even if he's playing at an MVP level? He has another year on the contract, and if you're not sure after next year, use the franchise tag to make another prove-it year for him. I don't, I don't even know if he's worth the franchise tag. Well, another prove-it? you got to win now. You but, have a team that's that's really good now. And what? You have the franchise great, tag would be worth like $45 million anyway. You can't wait till 2026. You have a premier pass rusher, two elite running backs, a top 10 wide receiver, a top five tight end, an amazing offensive line. You got to win now. Uh-huh. And guess what? You can go spend money if and help improve the defense immediately this summer. Extend your stars. Extend your offensive line. Jonah Jackson, another guy you got to pay. You can go pay all those guys if your quarterback's making, I don't know, uh, less than $2 million the way Hannon Hooker is. It'd be nice. That's where I'm at with it. 989-837-6125. Uh, got a special listener today, don't we? Well, I, th- I think she's listening. Who knows? But uh, it's my mom's birthday today, December 12th. There so I wanted go. to give her a shout. Obviously, you know, my, my what, family she, resides like 31, in 31, 33? No, exactly. 25. 25 is what she turns <laughs> today. Uh, so, you know, happy birthday, Mom. We can't be in person. She's Is uh, she a Tommy DeVito fan? Oh, yeah. She was at the game last night. Mm. Yeah. And she was freezing, but, you know, big fan of Tommy DeVito. Hey. Uh, who isn't, really? Everyone in Michigan should be. I mean, he did just take down the disgusting Green Bay Packers yesterday. How about this for favorite Italians in the Great Lakes Bay region? Okay. Me, number one. Nope. B-Tons, number two. Tommy DeVito, three. Brad's Italian? Yeah. (laughs) I didn't know that. Yeah. I I guess Tommy DeVito's probably still my number one. Oh, okay. Thanks, man. Uh, He did just take... If you beat the Green Bay Packers in a primetime game Mm -hmm. on Monday Night Football, maybe you can climb up those rankings a little bit. I'll I'll get on that, man. Uh... John, I want to talk about something that you want to talk about. I don't know. You were pretty fired up about uh, this. I do want to talk about it, but you were... Uh, well, you're you're the hockey guy. I am. I've got, I've got a question for you. Oh, sure. You watch more hockey than me. I watch the Wings on a consistent basis. I mm-hmm. can't say I watch too much hockey outside of that. Mm-hmm. But you do. How is it that when the Wings played Ottawa on Saturday night, our captain, Dylan Larkin, got clobbered in the back of the head, knocked out cold, laying flat on the ice, face down. For about nine seconds, I thought Dylan Larkin was dead. John, that's a long time to think someone is dead. It was a scary spot. How is the person that delivered the blow, Matthew Joseph, only receiving a two-minute penalty and a one-game suspension? Yeah, I I, I would think, and I know where you're going with this, I I would think the suspension should be longer. And those who don't know, David Perron. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You want to get into it? Six games. <laughs> For the Sus- retaliation. All he's trying to do is protect his guy. Protect the captain. So Took a cheap shot to the back of the head. The back of the head is I where Dylan Larkin got hit. Yep. David Perron's just trying to look up for his dude. This guy doesn't have a history of... Any dirty hits, any nope. cheap shots. Has only been fined one time in his N- in his NHL career prior to Saturday. Help me make sense of this. Why did he get suspended for six games without pays, missing out $150,000? Now, you can say, oh, he's making millions. That's a lot of money. I don't care how much money you're making. He's 35 years old. He doesn't have a history of this. He's trying to protect his captain who got cross-checked in the back of the head. No, and, and, It was a cheap shot. It, it was a blindside hit. Yeah. But to me, like to me, that's intent to injure. And that's the reason he got six games, him being Perron, 
because, quote-unquote, there was intent to injure. I'm just trying to make sense of this because there was another suspension over the weekend. Uh, Columbus Blue Jackets defenseman, help me on this name, Eric Gudbranson? Gudbranson, yeah. He gets suspended only one game for being the aggressor by doing a WWE move on some of these pan- on this Panthers dude. Yeah. He grabbed them by the neck, spun him around, threw him down, and then just went to town on a defenseless dude on the ice. Yeah, punched was, him in the face. That seems like intent to injure if you ask me. Well, that's So the, why is Perron only getting six games? And everyone else seems to get off the hook with one. That's the coding language, intent to injure for Perron. And, and this is the thing. And again, visually, optically, if you go back and find the play somewhere or you were watching live Saturday... It looks bad. It looks right. It's a shot to the back of the head. Larkin goes down and then Perron as a teammate would, you're going to defend your captain. It would have been anyone else on the ice, but Perron was the one who was closest uh, and, and saw Larkin down before any of his teammates did. And he went after him a couple things. One, he delivered the hit to the guy who actually didn't make the hit, right? So Matthew Johnson made the hit and I understand Perron going and, you know, being frustrated, but he had Artem Zub, who's the defenseman who did not make the hit. So that's one thing. Secondly, it's after the whistle. So he comes after the whistle, full force with his stick, comes straight to the face. I'm just saying the Larkin injury, and again, bad. It's not a hockey play. I'm not going to call it a hockey play. Blatant cheap shot. it's, It's a blatant cheap shot. It's dirty. It's to the back of the head. It's okay. Yeah. Jousting in front of the net on a power play, but it was a full extension of the right arm. I don't, it, it wasn't like, it was in it, the it back of the head and yeah. neck area. I get That's it. a I blindside get it. cheap. I hit. get it. It, it, wa- it wasn't like it a half cross check. him out cold. <laughs> I get it. I get it. But it was, and this is the NHL's language with this. It was a, it, in terms of a hockey play, the whistle's over. Uh, Artem Zub uh, is, is looking around like, oh, okay, whatever plays over. And then Perron just whacks him across the face with a stick that's going to get more of a suspension. Now, I don't agree with the six games. I think he could have given him four, uh, and you, I think, should bring track record into this. If it's three, four seasons in the league, okay. Perron's been a in the NHL for seventeen years. Right. This isn't a Draymond is Green s- situation where he's just got a repeated history of putting guys in headlocks. Th- this is the second time that he's been fined by the league in his entire seventeen-year career. The other time was as a member of the St. Louis Blues during the Stanley Cup playoffs and a hit to Nizam Kadri, who everyone hates. So it, I would think most people, maybe the league office doesn't look like this, but players are like, oh, yeah, you know, they, they would think this is Perron's first because who cares about Kadri? But again, retaliation, they don't want that. The Columbus uh, hit is, you know, I, I think a good counterpoint because that was just a wrestling takedown and should I think warrant more than the two game suspension that got. That, I, if that's, uh, I don't know what is what's intent to hurt someone. Please well, inten- define the that intent to injure the- was the fact that it was after the whistle and it wasn't a fight. It was him sprinting, her him sprinting, him skating full speed and whacking across the head with a stick. That's what Perron did. And he's just trying to look out for the. Captain. I get it. No, and and honestly. And, uh, and you let's want not Perron to too, do that again. Let's not forget, too, this is against Ottawa. Yeah. Maybe not the Red Wings' biggest rival in their franchise history, but over the last couple of years, that's the one. That's the one team. The, the other thing the NHL did state, too, and I actually think this is a bit of a stronger argument, is the fact that— In favor of who? In favor of the league here, is the fact that, okay, he had time 
Perron did to see how he was going to whack this guy. You know what I mean? Like, he's angry. He's skating full speed. He has the, you know, presence of mind. Because he makes an active decision. I'm going to go whack the nearest white jersey, white sweater uh, near me. Like, that was just, you know, any blood in his eyes or whatever you want to say. How I hit him, he had the decision to do that, and he just went ballistic. Well, so that's where our it comes guy in got terms hit of in the back of the head. Someone it. else is captain. getting hit above the shoulders. It's your captain, and Larkin's on the IR now. And you can, yeah, out for the foreseeable future, no timeline. And you can say, oh well, the hit on Larkin, it was it was accidental. Maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. All I know is Matthew Joseph and Dylan Larkin have a history. This isn't the first time they've gotten into it, and if maybe this isn't even getting into it because Larkin didn't even get a shot. They were kind of going at each other a little bit before that. But Larkin has punched this dude in the head before, back when he was with Tampa, back a few years ago. Like, these two guys have a history with each other. So it it makes me a little suspicious that Matthew hit him in the back of the head, that there wasn't intent or purpose behind it. Now, I'm not throwing out accusations that he was trying to hurt Larkin. I would at least like to think that he wasn't. Yeah. But how does that not go into consideration, too? No, it does. All you got was a two-minute penalty. It's funny because it's commonplace in hockey, but the way Larkin fell, you thought it was much worse, and that's why they're trying to get stuff. You mean, the way he fell, you mean the way he got knocked out <sighs> cold, laying flat yes. face first down on the ice? But that that's, you know, that's... Uh, I don't want to say it's part of the sport, but, like, that play is something that is commonplace, in my opinion, in my opinion and... It, it went south for Larkin. 989-837-6125. Contrarian chiming in once again. This should be Lemieux McCarthy all over again next time we play Mr. Joseph and Ottawa. They play January 31st. This has already kind of been an ongoing, I don't want to say rivalry, because it's not like these teams have played in the playoffs or anything, but it's building up to something like that. There's... I don't know. What would you call this? How how would you put this into words? This is a rivalry that's maybe being built. Yeah. If these teams see each other in the playoffs, oh yeah, there's there's going to be bad blood. And there's like I think Contrarian says as well. There's going to be blood, not blood, fit, like literal blood, but bad blood fights like this the next time they play Ottawa. Yeah. Which, and, like I said, is January 31st in LCA. And, and the good thing, obviously, if you're a Red Wings fan following it, right? Ottawa worst team in the Atlantic this year, the team that knocked you out. Not knocked you out of the postseason, but pretty much took your postseason chances away. Uh, back they put to back you back in your games. place. Yeah. Um, this year, they're not as good. They're exactly 500, actually, at 11 and 11 through 22 games. So 22 points in 22 games, not great. Uh, so you have that. But, yeah, it's it, it's a little bad blood fuming and it, uh, uh, fueling. And it, it's what it's going to be because they play each other a lot, divisional opponent, and there's been some history, and this incident's not going to help it. Dwayne from Bay City. Goff has one year on his contract. Mm-hmm. He hasn't earned a big payday with his play of late. Goff needs to play like he should get an elite QB. He's looking like the Goff that L.A. gave up on because of the current type of play. Yeah. I mean, there's a reason L.A. moved on from him in the first place. Uh, we've got a 616 member chiming in. Ottawa fans are horrible people. Saying Joseph is innocent <laughs> and slandering Larkin on Twitter is a horrific sight. Every Sens fan needs to be ashamed of themselves, how they acted. Joseph needs to be held accountable for his actions, while Matthews only gets two games. The Red Wings also need a real goon on the team. Perron stepped up during a crisis, but we need a guy who is consistently hounding players for fighting our team. Hmm. 
Yeah, and and that's that's a fun uh, or not fun. It's, I think more of a strategic conversation with hockey nowadays. You still want that intimidating physical player, but you don't want it to come at the expense right. of having a lack of skill. Right, like the, Mi- missing Perron is is bad news for the, is, the Wings, especially is. with Larkin. Out. But but not even that. But like if you bring in someone who's more physical and not going to contribute, you hope they can mesh with the line. Like Detroit's a skill and speed team, and not that they have a lack of physicality, but yes, you would like that one enforcer. Cause I would say Perron is probably up there with just cause of his body type. One of those guys who's going to be physical, but you can't have people come after your captain like that. You, you can't, uh, especially, and I'm not to put players on pedestals, but you do put Larkin on a pedestal. He's the captain of this franchise. He's the face that runs the place. You can't have that happen. Perron knows that. And that's why he went after him. James in Ann Arbor. Goff is not our franchise quarterback. This is why hooker was drafted. Goff ceiling was not was not getting any higher. Goff's hands are too small, and it's not an excuse. Oh, Goff is not very good under pressure. Glenn is being allowed to coach this soft ass defense, and Glenn never makes. How did it go from from Goff to Glenn in one I love sentence? It. I love it. It's be, hey, just shooting off at the shooting off at the cuff there. <laughs> That's why I can't. Once you know, once once we get the call line eventually. Or just uh, just something. A voicemail. Leave a voicemail too, people. Yeah, yeah. That's what we're trying trying to emphasize. Because I just I love some of the text patterns where it just just texting with the first thought there. It's 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 live because the texts aren't live. You have the chance to edit yourself. You do, but I like the ones that come across a little more. Uh, I guess human. Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. You can text in or leave a voicemail that will play the next day, either in the intro or coming back from break or something fun. Uh, John, I've given a lot of locks of the day. I've got something new for us. Uh-oh. I've got a... You know what? I'll save it. Ah, um, oh, what a tease. Well, he doesn't well, even give it to you. That and that goon down in Ann Arbor. Next, <laughs> on 100.9 The Met, you're listening to The Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. The Payoff on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio 100.9 The Met. All right, John, I've given out a lot of locks of the day. Most of them, well, some of them have hit, some of them haven't. Uh, I've got something different for you today. Instead of a lock of the day, I have a pay for everyone's bar tab bet. Which is what you're doing tonight, A pay for everyone's bar tab bet. Yeah, we're we're trying to pay for everybody's bar tab. We're trying to hit a home run on this one. But you specifically, I mean, that's what you're doing tonight. Eh, we'll see. (laughs) But this is no longer a lock. This is no longer one little prop. Sure. This is for the home run swing. We're trying to buy a round of shots for everybody. So we put together a little SGP for the Lakers and Mavericks game tonight. All right. Anthony Davis, over 25 and a half points. The Dallas Mavericks allow the third most points to centers all season long. They average 25 a game against them against centers. Good to know he's playing. I know the in-season tournament was such a burden. Why, why would he not play? He's healthy. He's healthy. Um, LeBron over in assists at 6.5. He's going to try to get AD involved early. He's a mastermind. He knows how to, he knows how to dissect the advantages that he has on his team. He's going to get the ball to AD, which brings me to Luka Doncic over in points at 32 and a half over in assists. He's going to have the ball. No Kyrie tonight. It's all going to be on him playing against LeBron, playing against one of his idols, national television. Ball's going to be in his hands most of the game. He's going to try to do it all on his own. Throw the Lakers minus two and a half in there, and all of a sudden you have a 1,500 parlay. You like it? You yeah, buying everybody's bar tab tonight? Minus 1,500. All right. I could do it no sweat, too. Look at me. Maybe oh. I do that. All right. There it is. Uh, 
One more text on the Frick Sports Bar text line, and I got some things to say about a coach in Ann Arbor. Uh, Glenn is not a good defensive. Where's the Glenn stuff coming from? This is Jalen from a. <laughs> it's just people's general thoughts, man. This is Jalen from Midland. Glenn is not a not good defensive Glenn. coordinator. He is a pathetic dense defensive coordinator. So how are these NFL teams so comic, comically ignorant that they kept giving Glenn interviews? Ben Johnson is also not doing good at getting Jamo more touches. I've lost confidence in the Lions, and the Vikings will catch them. Mark my words. Well, the Vikings have Nick Mullins starting at quarterback next week. Yeah. So, and he's not mobile either, so Nikki M. the Lions might catch a break there. Um, losing confidence in the Lions, yes. Do I think they'll still win this division? I hope so. I think they will. You just got to win two more games. Um, all right. John? Yes. I'm just going to cut right to the chase. Do it. Michigan needs to cut ties with Jawan Howard. Oh, regardless, this of is too strong no, for the back no. end of the show. I'll leave with it again tomorrow. I don't even care. Regardless of what you think is true and what isn't true, all this guy does since he's shown up is cause drama. You got into a screaming match with Mark Turgeon during a timeout that got you ejected instead of coaching all your 21-year-olds. Way to lead by example. Being held back by your staff. What a great look. You palm the Wisconsin assistant coach in the face after getting in, getting into yet another screaming match with a head coach in the Big Ten because they called a timeout up 10 just to get their subs in. So you had decided to whack someone in the head. You played this dumb, am I the coach, am I not the coach game all season long. You're going you're gonna to take a step back while you're recovering from your open heart surgery, but you're going to be on the bench and coach all these guys. Are you the coach or are you not the coach? What are your responsibilities right now? I'm confused, and on top of everything, you haven't spoken to the media once this season, so you don't get to, we don't get the luxury of asking you any questions. You haven't answered anybody. You won't even sit in front of a podium. All you've done is cause drama. Whether or not you're still the head coach, uh, you, you are, technically you're not the head coach right now, and yet you still somehow got ejected in a game earlier this season. Texas Tech, remember that? Dude's first game back, and he gets thrown out. And now there's reports you got into a physical altercation with your strength and conditioning coach last Friday. Pal, you've got a zero-tolerance policy in your contract because of your own actions in the past. I don't care if he tapped the strength and conditioning coach on the chin or took him to Suplex City. I don't want Juwan Howard to be the coach of Michigan anymore. Get out. Go away. You rode the, on the back of all of John Beeline's recruits for the first two years you were here. Guys like Franz Wagner, Isaiah Livers, ever heard of them? Oh, yeah, they're just NBA players. One of them, potential all-star this year. So congrats, you got to coach them for two years. And then from that point on, this was the offense. My son's either going to take a contested step back three, or we're going to tell the entire world, we're trying to get an entry pass into Hunter Dickinson. I don't think Jawan Howard's a good coach, nor do I think he's a good leader. I don't want him in Ann Arbor anymore. I don't care if this report is true or not, whether he hit this strength coach. Get out. All you do is cause drama. Get out. Well, there is a report there's a confrontation, and whether it was physical or not, I'm sure. Don't care. Get it out. It was definitely verbal. Uh but yeah, I don't know. I, like, obviously, I know you're more passionate uh, about this, and you just look at the track record, and yeah, last year was a misstep. 
the year before, not a great regular season record, but got all the way with the Sweet 16. But as you say, you know, not fully his recruits in those Congrats, first two seasons. Congrats, you had seasons. Franz Wagner. Congratulations. <laughs> he had a future All-NBA player. But you brought, I, I, I still think he's a quality coach. Not that why? I give him a pass. What, why? Why? Tell me why. I don't know. It's just what you've seen. They, they're 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 good team. Like, no, they're not. It's, it's well, not they, this year. I mean, first they off, this year's a, a good team, team last year either. No, they made who the are NIT. these guys on this team? <laughs> Where did he find all these people? They're not top recruits. Jogging he hasn't Daniel. done a good job of that. It's just a bunch of random guys. No one's ever heard of before right. this season because they lost everyone to the transfer portal. I, I think he could be capable, but given the fact that. The success is not right now, and he's just giving you reasons to dismiss him. Even with, again, you have people sympathizing with you with the heart procedure to begin the season. Relax, get full strength, get and then here. come back to the program. And if you feel that you're being surpassed by an assistant or assistant's going to grab the reins, then get out. Or just make that known to, you know, the, the the front office administration that's that supports their football program and their head coach get a little more uh uh I don't know not attention but get a little more security and ins- insurance for yourself a pat on the back if that's what you need and the funny thing is John you can you can attest to this I told you this at the end of last week that I wanted to do this at some point that I wanted to do the topic of I don't think Jawan Howard should be the coach anymore because he's drawn all this drama with the well, am I the head coach or am I not the head coach. Well, technically, I'm still the head coach, but I'm not the acting head coach. But I'm still going to sit on the side, on the uh, court side, like I'm the head coach, and yell at everyone like I'm the head coach, and get ejected like I'm the head coach. What's going on? Is he the head coach or not? I don't know. Well, that's what they got to figure out. It's caused drama. All this team has is negative attention on them for three years. That's all it's been. No one liked Hunter Dickinson. No one liked Jawan Howard. It certainly wasn't a good look when he whacked someone in the face. And now there's a possible another physical altercation. It's literally in his contract that he has a zero-tolerance policy because of his past actions. This isn't a good look for Michigan. They're going to lose recruits because of it. So why is he still around? Why is he still on the court? Get him out of here. You're just gifting the keys to Martelli? Martelli doesn't cause any drama. I'm asking, so just that's what you're doing. Yes. All right. Dwayne from Bay City's chiming in again. Uh, Michigan will lose recruits because of Juwan. He needs to go. He also says John's crazy. Howard is not a quality coach. <laughs> I, I didn't say he's gone. I just I did mean, you watch uh, John? To be fair, yes. you, you didn't live here last year. No, you had no reason to watch Michigan basketball. No, and I'll tell you what, you weren't missing out on anything besides them giving away the fact that they were going to pass the ball into Hunter Dickinson, and Hunter Dickinson was going to do a left-handed hook shot. It's half of the possessions. The other half were Jet Howard taking step back threes over two guys when he's being double teamed. It was stupid offense. Yeah, it was I, the worst college basketball I've seen in years from Michigan. I don't, I don't know what Juwan Howard does. He's not an X's and O's guy. I'll tell you that. He's not leading by example, setting a culture. I'll tell well, you that. Yeah. Yeah. I, all I'm going off is when they had success and he was the the cream of the crop. People were like, I mean, he was a guy that they were floating NBA possibilities to. Early on, correct? Well, he's been an NBA coach, not a head coach, but he was with the Heat heat for for a while. while. Yeah, but like, so he—I mean, he was a toast of town for a bit, but it's—it's gone—it's gone gone, uh, complete 180. I'm just saying, if you want to bring Martelli, that's fine. I hope it comes out tomorrow that this was true last Friday. That he—I hope. Well, I don't hope anyone got hurt, but I hope this is the last straw for him. Going up. How many chances is he going to get? Going up against a strength and conditioning coach—that's tough, man. (laughs) 
Guys usually what jacked. do you do if you're the strength and conditioning coach? You stand up to him and lose your job, or do you just there you, you just let you just let yourself get hammered in the face? Depends how angry he gets. I'll tell you how what, much pre he's on, you know. I wouldn't want to mess with any of the the strength and conditioning coaches I've had. No, not that I. I mean, not that I've played college sports or anything, but any any strength and conditioning coach I've ever seen would never want to get in a fight with them. Mm. That'd be that'd be scary. all the strength and conditioning coaches are the people that get up at like four thirty in the morning and bike to work. I'm I'm good on messing with those type of people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm good on that. That is not something I'd want to mess with. But what I would want to mess with is the chemistry in the, uh, on on this team. Not the chemistry, but the the structure of it, the infrastructure. Sure. I like. What do you think practice is like right now? Is Juwan Howard heading things up? Well, that's what you got to address. Or is he just sitting on a chair on the court watching practice, but then yelling at people to do it this way? You have two different people potentially telling you how to run the team. I, As I know, a player, yeah. do you know how difficult that would be? I know we're in the throes of football season, but like, there's no report reporter out there that knows who's leading these practices. Like, is that a known thing? I, practices are typically closed in college. Like, there's there's just no one. There's not a student reporter. There's no one who knows uh, how much to because no because it's a tough if there spot was, when you're slowly know, coming back, we would know what happened last Friday with the strength well, coach. If, if but we that had gets out reporters. because of reports uh, and j- sources and things of the like and such. Jalen from Midland chiming in. Please throw the Brinks truck at Beeline. Beeline. Beeline never had any drama at Michigan. Well, here's the thing. I don't want to move backwards. I don't think it would be a good move to go backwards and hire John Beeline. You, you want to hear my solution as we're up against it? Go ahead. <laughs> go go out and get Monty. <laughs> I'm done. Monty Williams should never be allowed on a basketball court again. <laughs> I wouldn't want him anywhere near this. Uh, all right. Go get Monty, Ben. Happy birthday to John's mom. Ah, oh, thank you. A beautiful age of 30. 25. <laughs> Shout out Tommy DeVito. Shout out Tommy DeVito. The real MVP. Uh, and Jalen says, you're an idiot for the Monty comment. Come at me. <laughs> Thanks for listening, everybody. That was the payoff, and I hope it was worth it.